All right, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word so the word can get into you. And who am I? Still ain't nobody special. Just a voice of one calling out saying, repent. Y'all know the kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? Still at hand. Uh... I had a a phone call the other day. My wife was right there. Shout out to my wife, by the way, man, hold, holding it down always. Uh, the real MVP. The real MVP, for real, the most valuable player of my life. But we was uh, on a phone call with one of uh, a pastor who was over a prison. Uh, you know, he's over a ministry in a prison, and he's talking about, you know, trying to get me in there. And he was like, uh, man, I heard I heard that you got a powerful message. And I told him, man, it's the same message that the apostles been preaching. It's the same message that John the Baptist preached. It's the same message that Jeremiah was preaching. Ezekiel. You know what I'm saying? All the prophets. Every time, you know, when people hear me speak or something, and they, uh, like, especially in the prison, they be like, man, you, that message was powerful. I keep telling people I ain't preaching nothing new. It's the message of repentance that everybody up under the sound of my voice, you're going to have to repent and come back to God. That's it. Now, I may say it in a different uh, language, which is the language of our uh, culture today is uh, slang. I may say it in a, in a tongue that they may hear, but it's still the same message. It's still the same message, man. And I appreciate God, you know, giving me the strength and the energy and the wisdom to keep uh, preaching his word. That's it. And, and I hope everybody up under the sound of my voice is uh some way, somehow, is trying to continue to do the will of God. I think that's that should be goals, just trying to do the will of God. Every single day, getting back up, saying, how can I get better at accomplishing the will of God in my life? Before I chase money, uh, before I chase fortune, before I chase success, education, status, whatever we chasing in this world, you know, uh, I want to chase after God, and and I think that should be goals for especially believers. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, that's it. Just wanna get in. Let, me, uh, let somebody in real quick. Yeah, we just go. We just go read Titus a, a couple, three chapters. It's like 15 verses per chapter. So. Read uh, a lot, a lot of scripture, but I, hey, y'all, the ma- this is the master class when it comes to the Bible study. So go ahead and you know, get ready to get some scripture inside you. And when we reading this, it, it's when it talks to the elders and things like that. I want you guys to put yourself, even though we're young, we got to understand that uh, if we want to keep living. We're going to be elders one day. So when it talks to uh, the elders in the Bible, God is starting to show me, you need to start preparing yourself to live like this, son. 
and he wants me to share this with y'all. When you start seeing elders in the Bible, that should be what you're training yourself to become because you're going to be an elder to the youth one day. And we got to start uh, positioning our mind, positioning our lives, because if we are not going to step into that elder role, who do you go look up to? Because at the end of the day, you know, uh, the, uh, the elders right now, you know, whether we don't want to believe it or not, they go, they, they go die. You know, they get old. Ain't nobody living to 120 and, you know, 800 years like they was back in Genesis. Ain't nobody living like that no more. So the elders that we see today, they go end up passing away. And if we keep living, we're going to have to step into that role. You understand me? So we got to start positioning our lives again to be elders. And that's what Titus was talking about. Hey, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying repent. You know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey, those who are coming in, if you don't mind, can you put your mic on mute? If you don't mind putting your mic on mute uh, so we won't have any background noise. So Titus chapter one, let me go ahead and get, let's get straight into it. Titus chapter one, it says this letter is from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ. You know, Paul off top, just he letting you know, I'm a slave of God. I, I'm, I'm submitted unto God and my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that takes some practice to do, my brothers and sisters. This is what we got to start doing in order to get into the will of God. We have to start submitting our life, submitting our desires, submitting our ambition to the will of God in order so we can become slaves to it. You know, in our past form of life, you know, we were slave to sin. But now what we're trying to do is become a slave to the will of God. And so that's what Paul letting us know. That's what I am. He says, I have been sent to, to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. That's why I'm here tonight. You know what I mean? I've been sitting here. I've been sent to proclaim the faith to those God has chosen. I really believe God has chosen y'all. That's why you guys here. It's not, it's not no accident. And tonight, uh, the truth that's going to portray and go out through this mic is for you guys to know how to live godly lives. One of the things the word of God teaches us, you guys, and this is why we have to study in day and night, is because it teaches us how to live a life that God wants us to live. For instance, when a, uh, a lawyer, they go to law school, they get a book and them books that they get is studied. Uh, it shows them, excuse me, on how to become a lawyer, the things they need to become a successful lawyer. And they have to study these books constantly because laws change. So they have to stay studying these books day and night if they want to be a wonderful lawyer, a successful lawyer a set-apart lawyer. 
if they want to be the type of lawyer, when people get in trouble, this is who the people run to. They need to be in the books. And see, if you want to be the, a successful type of believer that when people need prayer, people need hands laid on, people need a word of God. And when they in trouble, you got to be a successful believer. You got to be a successful believer. And so that is why we study the word of God. Day and night. You say day and night. Yeah, I mean, day and night. And, and when you got time on your break. When you got time on your break, we studying the word of God. Hey, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying repent. You know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you come in, if you don't mind, go ahead and put your uh, mic on mute so it won't interrupt anything. Thank you for coming out tonight. But again, that is why I'm... Uh, God has me here tonight to teach his people on how to live godly lives, right? Because our own ambitions, our own desires, they ain't trying to teach us to be godly lives. Y'all know that. It just is what it is. We're not trying to really live godly lives like that. We don't want to. Our nature is not uh, built like that. So we have to be submitted upon the authority and the word of God to teach us that. Verse two, it says this truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life. The more we receive the word of God, the more we begin to sit up under the word of God and the authority of the word of God. We become confident that, hey, I got eternal life. I'm not scared of dying because I know when I die, I know where I'm going. I'm not scared of the things that's going on right now in this world. It doesn't fear me because I have confidence. That's And you only get this confidence through the word of God. You're not going to get this confidence with education. You're not going to get this confidence through your looks. You're not going to get this confidence through money. You're not going to get this confidence out of clout. No, it, it comes from the word of God. Believers, we have to eat off this word, man, to gain our confidence. Now, I, I say in our society, we get confidence in a lot of things, a lot of more things outside of God. And it shows. You know, we got confidence in our looks. We got confidence in our swag. We got confidence in our, you know, our bed game, probably. You know, a lot of people got confidence in their bed game. A lot of people got confidence in their uh, hooping on the basketball court, on the football court. A lot of people got confidence in the gym. But right now, as the world is in a lot of chaos, God wants to see where's your confidence at is in my word. He don't want his kids wavering right now. As and as you continue to go through this life, he don't want you wavering. He needs you to have confidence in his word, confidence in his plan and purpose for you. 
my dear brothers and sisters. Verse three, and now at just the right time, he has revealed this message, which we announce to everyone. Yeah, everyone can get this word. Yeah, it, it, and at any time of the day, too. Yeah, if God want me to share this word with you, I don't care who you is, where we at. You can get this word. Anybody can get it. Ain't nobody too cute. Ain't nobody too fly. Ain't nobody too popular. Ain't nobody too busy to get this word. And if you have become too busy for God's word, I'm going to need you to go ahead and humble thyself before God have to do it. You know, I'm going to just go ahead and ask you. I'm going to plead with you, my brothers and sisters. Humble yourself before God have to do that. It is by the command of God, our Savior, that I have been entrusted with this work for him. Yeah, if you're a child of God, man, you've been entrusted with this gospel. How you been doing with it? How you been taking care of it? How you been sharing it? Quick question. You can just go ahead and ask yourself this. When the last time you shared the gospel? When the last time you shared a testimony with somebody? Shared your faith with somebody. Let somebody know what God been doing in your life. And I'm talking about a complete stranger too. A complete stranger. Or somebody you just recently met. You know, when people just meet you and y'all begin to form a relationship, uh, that should be the first thing, you know what I'm saying, that, 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 that they should start to understand about you. Oh, this is a child of God. Mm-hmm. It, it just ooze up out of you. How does it ooze up out of you? Because that word is in you. It's just in you. Anything that's coming up out of you right now in this season of your life is because it's in you. So that's what people get. You ever had one of those, uh, you know, those gushers? And when you bite it, it gush out like that little juicy stuff. You know what I'm saying? It'd be real good. Because when it bring that pressure, when you bite on it, it bring that pressure. That's what gush up out of you. And God been letting pressure get into your life. And we seeing what's in you. We seeing what's in you. Question is, do you like what's in you? Are you comfortable with it? And if you're comfortable with it, hey, that's, uh, that's between you and God. That's between you and God. But if you a chosen one of God, if you're a chosen daughter of God, if you're a chosen son of God, I know you ain't comfortable with that. A believer should never be comfortable. We always strive and we always pressing towards. That's what we do. We forget all those things behind. We don't wait till the new year to forget things behind. Man, the next day we forgetting. We leaving it there. So whatever happened today, tomorrow it's a new day. I, I forget all, all those things. Somebody did me wrong, I forget it the next day. Why? Because I don't have time. And you don't have time either, my, uh, my brothers and sisters. Again, I talk about the arrogance that's in the minds of the people today to think that we may wake up tomorrow. We, 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 we really don't know what, if we go wake up tomorrow. You thought it was the alarm clock that woke you up this morning. It wasn't. 
you know, God just decided to wake your Boston baked bean head up this morning. With your stanky breath and all. He just said, let me wake up again. Let me wake him up again. Hopefully he can, you know, get it right. Hopefully she can get it right. Hopefully they can, you know, call on me a little bit more. Talk to me a little bit more. Start to put away some things. Lay aside the sin that easily, you know, get them distracted. That's what he's, that's what he's looking at. That's what he's asking of you. Because truth be told, I know there's a, uh, there's goals for believers these days, but at the end of the day, he wants us to look like his son, Jesus Christ, which I know that's not a popular thing or it's not, you know, it's not that exciting to say these things, but that's the, that's the goal. He wants us to get into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. That is the goal. Uh, verse five, I left you on the islands of create so you would complete our work there and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. Verse six, an elder must live a blameless life. Now, again, for those who just coming in, I want you to put yourself in a position of an elder right now. You say, well, I ain't old. I want you to look forward in life. If God continues to let you live, you go be an elder. I know you uh, think you're going to be young forever, but you're not. And the young folks, like my boy Jason, go look at you real like you're an old person. Now, I bet he look at me like I'm an old man. My youth that I uh, speak to, I'm old to them now. They probably look at me like I'm lame now. So I'm in, 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 in progress to becoming an elder. You, young lady, are in progress to becoming an elder. I know the clothes you wear not right now don't make it seem like you're an elder, but it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. I know the fade that you got, my brother, right now don't seem like you're an elder, but it's coming. Just keep on living. You're going to be an elder. I'm sorry to tell you that. I know you hooping right now, but you're going to be an elder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Them heels look good on you. I ain't gonna lie to you, but in a little bit, you finna be wearing flats. I'm talking about them black flats, too. <laughs> Let me stop. You finna be wearing flats, and it's okay, but I want, you, I want you to start positioning your mind and your life to be an elder. So when you become old, you don't have to try to Get there. You are already there mentally and spiritually. See, there's a lot of elders right now. They still acting like children. They still acting like children. They still talk like children. They still have faith like a 16-year-old. They still dealing with the elementary things of this gospel. Because when they was our age, my brothers and sisters, they wasn't preparing themselves to be an elder for the younger generations. You know what they was really, they was competing with the younger generation. So I don't want that to be us. Nah, nah, not at all. God forbid. So what, what, what must an elder be then? What must the elder be? 
Okay, let's see what he says then. Verse 6, must live a blameless life. Blameless. That means when, when people, you know, talk about you or ask about you, you ain't into no, you know, drama. You don't got no mess surrounding your name. You know, you don't got no story surrounding your name. You know, people ask, so what about him? They like, well, I don't know. I don't, you know, he don't say much. What about her? You know, what, what, what's she like? I don't know. You know, she don't talk much. She don't, you know. You want to be blameless. And see, right now, we got to start working on our character. We got to start working on our personality. And we got to start working on our reputation. So when people ask about us or when positions come up in the kingdom and God needs a servant that he needs to use, oh, you right for the position because you blameless. You can go here, you can go there. Your name ain't in no dirt. It ain't in no junk. It ain't affiliated with all type of BS and bull and all that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's clean. I got a clean name. I got a clean name. Yeah, because you got to understand, uh, in this world, people check your credit report. They want to check and see what you've been doing. Same thing when it comes to God. You got a credit report. And if you live a blameless life, my brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, you can be used in so many different areas in life so many different ministries i mean you become just a, a vessel for god i'm not telling you what i heard i'm telling you what i know allow god to begin to clean your life up see what i'm saying my brothers and sisters and then he says uh what an elder also gotta be uh he must be faithful to his wife Ooh, must be faithful to his wife. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let that sink in for all my brothers. Me too. You don't want your name all in the mix with these, you know, women. You don't want to be too flirty. You don't want to be all in these women's face too much. Why? Because their reputation, it, 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 it flows, it carries. And but believe people talk. So you want to keep a blameless, you know, character around uh, 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 women, my brothers, especially my young brothers who listening right now. Want to stay blameless. Want to stay blameless. And his children must be believers who don't have a reputation for being wild or rebellious. Those who have kids right now, you want to be training them up in the ways of God right now as we speak. Right now as we speak. We want to be want to make sure we discipline. We keep them up under the word. We don't we, we don't be slack, slackful when it comes to the things of God. But when it comes to the things of the world, we're giving them everything they want or, or or we asking them to pursue the goals of this world. But when it comes to God, we let them do them or let them find a way. Nah, nah, nah. We got to make sure we putting God in our kids' lives. 
first and foremost, and we teaching them at an early age. I mean, an early age about who Jesus Christ is, my brothers and sisters. Because they don't want, God said, we don't want them to be wild and rebellious. Ask God, is, is I'm wild? Is my spirit wild and rebellious, God? Do I have a wild and rebellious mindset, God, when it comes to the things of you, God? Is my attitude wild and rebellious? When when I hear the word, when I hear the word of God, do my spirit like is it wild and rebellious? Is it like, like uh uh I ain't finna do wild? Like. You see, see a rebellious mindset and attitude. Man, it creeps up on you. How did that happen? See, you, you begin to, uh, you go days, weeks, months, and years just ignoring the word of God. Just ignoring it. Just putting God off, you know. And before you know it, you have a rebellious hardened heart and that's one of the hardest things to recover from again I'm not telling you what I heard I'm telling you what I know I remember I was rebellious in my 20s when it came to God and I knew what the truth was but from the ages 26 to 32 I was in a hard state man I'm talking about just trying to get up out of that rebellion And I, I don't want that for nobody because it's just a it's not a it's not a good place to be when you know, you know, uh, uh, of who God is and you have a great you have a great understanding of who God is and the things that he done for you. But you struggling with a rebellious mindset. A church, verse seven, a church leader, which I believe everybody who is up in here, man, that's what God wants you to be. And that's what you're striving to be. You're going to be a church leader. I know you may not see it right now, but this is why we're up. Well, that's why we're listening to the word right now. You're listening or you, you come to hear the word or you trying to do you fasting. Maybe you may be going to church. You may be trying to listen to a little, uh, you know, word of God in the morning. You may try to read your little devotion, read your little Facebook scripture post. And so what? why why are you doing that? Man, God wants to make you a leader one day for this young generation that's coming up. I'm telling y'all, Deacon Willing and Sister Jenkins ain't going to always be there. They, they go die off and you going to have to take their place. The lady with the peppermint, she ain't going to always be on that front row. That's going to be you with Jolly Ranchers or whatever you what kind of candy you go uh, give out. But that's going to be you. That's going to be you. And you need to start positioning, again, your life in your heart to say, God, make me a leader for the next generation. See, God was always thinking about the next generation when he when he was trying to free people, man. And you got to start telling yourself, "Hey, this is what I want to become. 
I want to be I want to be a woman of God that can talk to these sisters about these dogs out here. Yeah, because I done been through some things. I didn't I didn't have some dogs in my kettle. So let me go ahead and try to become a leader. That when I speak, I have authority. Why? Because my life backs it up. Yeah, that, that's what happens when you have a lifestyle that backs up what you believe in. Oh, you got authority. Oh, man, your words, your words bring power. It brings power. And that's what God wants to give all of you guys and everybody who listen around the world, everybody who listening in the prisons. He wants to give you authority when you speak. Why? Because my life back it up. So, yeah, uh, a church leader is a manager of God's household. Ooh, that's a that's a that's a very honorable role. You know, that's a very that's that's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to be a manager of God's household. Ooh, because, you know, he take care of his house. So, you know, the lights ain't gonna never get cut off. The rain ain't gonna never be behind. That's what I'm I like. That's what I want to manage his household. You ain't gonna have gnats in there. It ain't going to be stinking. The pipes ain't going to bust. The toilet ain't going to overflow. I'm trying to manage God's household because he takes care of his house. So he must live a blameless life. He must not be arrogant. Ooh, wee. See, we got to work on that. Tell somebody say, I got a problem being arrogant. Ooh. Yeah, touch your neighbor and say, I got a problem being arrogant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I put on my my heels and when I put that dress on, when I put when I get that fade, yeah. When I get that fresh tee, when I get that 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 edge up, mm-hmm. I got a problem. I'm kind of arrogant a little bit. God say he must not be that. See what I'm saying? These are things we gotta work on. But truth be told, that arrogant spirit that you have right now. Because you're young and you're cute. Let's just, okay, you might be cute, my brother. You might be cute, uh, young lady. But that arrogant spirit, it'll wear off. Just again, just keep on living. It'll wear off. So what I'm saying is go ahead and try to take care of that arrogant attitude before life take care of it. Before life take care of it. Cause ain't nothing like waking up and looking at yourself and saying, dang, I'm getting ugly. <laughs> you know, it's just, you, you know, you ever look at yourself and like, dang, I don't look like I used to look. It just, it just happens. It's just start, you start looking at stuff. You're like, wait a minute. That ain't look like that a couple of years ago. Why is that like that? You know, I ain't lying to you. That's why I keep telling people, y'all better hurry up and get somebody right. I told you, I married my wife at the right time because I know I was getting ugly. Mm-hmm. I know I was going, you know, you because see, I, I can, God has given me discernment and he has given me a, a, a picture where I can see in the a future sometimes. And I looked in the future and I was like, oh, I'm going to be ugly before I get 40. So let me go ahead and get somebody who think I'm cute now. And, and and by the time I get 40, she gonna already be already in love with me. So I'm good. But I'm saying so some of you oh my, 
some of y'all, you got to hurry up. You you taking too long. Because you you still kind of cute and you still got a you got the clout. You got people, you know, they they in your timeline, they in your DMs. So you feel like, oh, I'm good. I'm telling you. Hey, life will come. Life will come in a minute. Go ahead. So what God wanted to, what he's saying, hey, you must not be arrogant, my people. Some of us are arrogant right now because we getting paid tomorrow. <laughs> you know it. Some of us are getting arrogant right now because income tax season is right around the corner. Why you got that arrogant spirit? Tell somebody and say, we got to put that away. We got to put this arrogant spirit away in 2024. I don't care how much or how far God is elevating you and taking you. Man, you are not going to be arrogant in 2024. Because God resists the pride. He don't have time for a proud look. Okay? If you get a new car in 2024, don't you be looking at people crazy. Don't you be telling my people ain't on your level. You get you a new house in 2024, I salute you. But don't be talking down on people. Don't become arrogant. This is a lifestyle, my brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you, it's a very hard thing to do. But when you're in the presence of God, it's hard to be proud. Oh, it's hard to be proud. Okay? And every time, listen here, one, another way that you can stop being arrogant, every time you get your hair done and your hair cut, you don't got to let everybody see it. Go straight home. Some of y'all stopping at Walmart and CVS because you want somebody See, nobody needs to see all it. Go home. That's why you're in, in, in situa situationships now. Stopping there uh, at Target. Talking about, let me run it wild more real quick. You just want some, you wanted somebody to see something. And now you're in a situationship. Go home, Roger. All right, let's keep on moving and grooving through this world. I may not get through all of it. I may just go ahead and get y'all one. Cause what what was it Thursday? What come on? Is there something on that y'all be watching? I don't know. So, anyways, it say uh again, he talking about this blameless life in verse seven. In verse seven, excuse me. We in Titus chapter one and verse seven. So he said he telling us about this blameless life again. So he must be serious about it. Cause he said it in verse uh what did he say that it? Verse three. Now he's saying again in verse two. So we got to make sure we live in a blameless life, my brothers and sisters. And then he said, uh, he must not be arrogant or quick-tempered. Ooh, ooh. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I, yeah, that was one of mine. Quick-tempered, hothead. Just quick, though. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say something to you, you just quick, you, you quick with it. Ah, you may not hit nobody, but that mouth. Ooh, tell somebody, say that mouth of mine. Oh, my God. And God said, hey, you can't be quick-tempered. I'm going to need you to work on that temple. I'm going to need you to work on that mouth. You didn't murder more people than the uh, the uh, Italian mafia with that mouth of yours, young lady. Yeah, you got more bodies than the, uh, the blood and crip gang put together when it comes to that mouth. You didn't call more bodies. You cannot be quick-tempered in 2024. 
period. Why? Because it may cost you a relationship. It may cost you a marriage. It may cost you your ministry. Hey, it may cost you your freedom. I go to the uh, uh, praise be to God, you know, speaking to my brothers in prison right now. I know some of them might be listening. Hey, that anger didn't cost you your freedom. Cost you 10 years, cost you 20 years. Matter of fact, cost some of you your life. You ain't there for life right now because you was quick tempered. You got to work on that. That should be goals. That should be goals right there. I'm going to work on my temper, be a God. You know, and I know I got people around me, God, they be making me mad. Tell them. God, you got some people that my job, man, they make me mad, God. That's some people in my family. God, when I'm around them, my temple. Ask God, God, please help me. You got If you got to stay before God 24-7 to control that temple, do what you got to do, believer. But, because that temple, oh, it can cost. Man, it can cost you. Cost your boy Moses the promised land. Ask your boy Moses about it. Yeah, go ahead and ask Uncle Moses. He'll tell you. Okay. Uh, uh, keep on grooving this boy. He, and so when we see he, by the way, we you know, we're talking to uh, women, the women too. He must not be a heavy drinker. Uh-oh. Hey, can't be drinking too much. I'm going to just go ahead and say, look, we're going to be church. Let's go ahead and put the alcohol down. Let's just go ahead and sanctify ourselves. Let's just go ahead and do that. Now, because I already know people, you know, people can get into this. Well, what's, you know, you can drink a little bit. It's all in moderation. Okay. I, I don't. Do uh, you know if you give me well? Because I'm getting a thing that my inner connection is unstable. It's unstable. It's some relation. I'm good. <laughs> that was just a quick jab at some people. Put your nutty professor finger uh and give me a thumbs up and say hey. You back. Okay, I'm back. Okay, I'm back. I'm back like mace. So you must not be a heavy drinker. All right? That's what it's saying. You must not be, you know, too much yak, too much Patron, too much say, too much boom forms. If you're still drinking boom forms, you, you really need to get your life to God. You knew you really need to give your life to God. If you still drinking booze for him, come on and give your life to God and stop playing. Because you really, that's some issues if you're drinking booze for him. You really got some things going on in your life. You really fighting a depression spirit if you're drinking booze for him. If you're drinking gin, it, come on, give your life to God. Stop playing. Okay? Give your life to God. I'm Y'all laughing. I'm so serious. If you a heavy drinker with booze for him, Gene, old English, 
I don't know. I'm talking to some old folk. If you still drinking that old, it matter of fact, if you drinking any alcohol out of a brown paper bag, give you as his bloodshot red. Come on now, but you wait on. I don't even know why I gotta preach this message to you. You you should be running to the altar. Mm hmm. You should be Usain Bolt to the altar if you got red bloodshot eyes and you haven't been asleep. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And then it say you must not be violent. Now, when it talks about violent, my brothers and sisters, we're talking about with that mouth and we're talking about with them hands. You don't need to be putting your hands on people if you're trying to be a church leader. Right? You must not be violent through your text messages, too. Yo, God say, if I was to look at some of y'all text me, is it is it violent? Are you cussing people out through the text? All type of uh, punctuation marks on, on your text messages. God say, you can't be violent. And then he say, you must not be dishonest with money. Ooh, can't be cheating me. Give me what you owe me, God say. You don't need to be dishonest with money. Pay people back. Are you paying people back? Do, do y'all owe people still? Do y'all owe some uh credit unions? <laughs> do y'all? You know, because God, look at these things. I know we be like, oh, I ain't going to worry about it. That ain't how God operates, though. I'm telling you, when you, when you walking with God, he make you handle everything. Why? Because he wants you to be blameless. He wants you to be blameless. So go ahead and check your credit report and go ahead and take care of, you know, some of those credit unions that you still that you still owe. All right. Hey, do me a favor, my brothers and sisters. If you're just coming into the underground, can you put it on mute for me? You know, you may have some background noise and I don't want to interrupt the service of the podcast. So. We're not going to be dishonest with God's money, my brothers and sisters. No, we're not going to do that. Make up in your mind. I'm not going to be dishonest with money. And God, teach me. Okay, I heard about tithes, God. Can you teach me about that? And he'll teach you on how to handle your money and how to give. You know, and how you can become the lender and not the borrower. Oh, man, I'm I'm not telling you what I heard, telling you what I know. He'll teach you, my brothers and sisters. Verse 8, hey, you got to enjoy having guests in your home. Something I got to work on. Yeah, I got to work on, you know, having people over. God said you got to have people. And he, when he say having people over, he not talking about booty calls. Some of y'all be like, well, I be having my people. He over right now. He not talking about that. Let me go ahead and put <laughs> Some of y'all like to get slick with it. I had some friends over. He not talking about your domino party. He talking about y'all. <laughs> y'all are funny. He's talking about having guests over so y'all can fellowship, go over scriptures, praise God, you know, meet up, have Bible studies, uplift people. Some of y'all having people over, but y'all throwing, you know, spade parties and fight parties. He's not. <laughs> That ain't what God's talking about. Okay, my brothers and sisters. 
Come on now. Come on. Y'all know that too. I don't know why we playing with God. God, it's 2024. God say, stop playing with me. Tell somebody and say, God say, stop playing with me like that. And we must love what is good. Right? Ain't it some minutes though, God? And my brothers, we like that. We like some foolish things, right? We love just some some ratchet stuff. I don't know. What is it? What's in us? Some of us just love ratchet stuff. We like, we like the tea. We like the drama. But God said you must start the beginning of love was good. This is why we got to be up under the word. This is why we need to be around people who are like-minded. So we can begin to love the things God loves. Truth be told, we are not built like that. We don't love the things that God loves. We actually hate it. Some of us right now fasting, and we like kind of depressed. We like, oh my God, when this going to be over with? These are the things God wants us to do. But we have to begin to have a consistent, disciplined discipline lifestyle in order to begin to love these things. The more you're around it, the more you uh, put it in your life, you begin to enjoy it. You begin to like doing these things. It becomes your desire now. Just like when you uh, get going to the gym. I know a lot of y'all, it's 2000, you got your New Year goals. You want to lose 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds. So you're trying to get into the gym, right? At first, you don't like going. But I promise you, when it becomes a lifestyle, you be loving it. You be like, oh, I can't wait to go to the gym. You desire it. This is what I'm saying. You got to do it with the righteous things of God. At first, no, you are, I promise you, you ain't going to love it. It's going to be, it's going to be just bad for your flesh. You just going to be like, ugh. But God said, I want you to, I want you to begin to love it. He must live wisely. Gotta live wise, make wise decisions, and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. I told you, we gotta be disciplined with our lives. Discipline with what we watching. Discipline what we listening to. Discipline how we spend money. Discipline on how we eating. Discipline on the places we going. Discipline who we talking to. Discipline who we bringing into our life. Every part of our life must be disciplined, my brothers. My sisters. Yeah. Discipline on how you present your body to the world. That's a hard one for us, right? I know it can be hard. Because you got to understand, the, the discipline in presenting yourself to the world, it can save you from so much bondage. See, some of us are, are in bondages because the lack of discipline when it came to walking with God, if truth be told. We're dealing with things because the lack of discipline. And I want you to know when you have that lack of discipline, guess what you attract? Undisciplined folks. They not even disciplined. You like, what I'm with you for then? What are we friends for if you not go uh, encourage me to be disciplined? You want to surround yourself around people who make you uncomfortable. Quit surrounding yourself, my brothers and sisters, with people who take it easy on you. Don't inspire you to live for God. Don't inspire you to do things for God. Don't inspire conviction in you. 
You need some people around when they when you call them, you know. Well, let me get my conversation together because they, are, you know, I know they're gonna talk about God. That's right. That's right. That's what we go. That, yeah, we go get that in. Why? Because that's how the youth that's up under us. That's how they need to come into your presence. They know when they come into your presence, my brothers, that don't come with all that foolishness. Take your shoes off when you come in my house. You ever you remember those aunties or those uh, those grandmas and them big mamas? You know, remember that you knew when you went over their house. It was just you know I can't do nothing over here. That's when mama coming back. You know why? Because they had an aura, they had a discipline about their life. Don't call their phone after nine. Don't call their house after nine. And you need to be in here at eight thirty. You knew it. Why? They had a lifestyle of discipline. And I guarantee you, they didn't, they didn't have much foolishness in your, their life. Your life has been surrounded by foolishness too long because of the lack of discipline in your life. Let's get on it. I'm not asking. God has sent me here to command you. Let's get on it. Why you only read a chapter a week when it comes to the word? Why, matter of fact, why you only read uh Facebook post scriptures? You read one verse and tell my, ooh, that was good and hearted. No, 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 no. We not doing that in 2024. We not. You better get you a Bible study going on between you and God. When today, I well, I'm gonna get on it. When I'm done with, with, with doing this and when I'm done, no, 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 no. We're not making God wait. We're not making God wait no more. We're making everything else wait. You got to wait. You got to wait. Success, you got to wait. My goals, you got to wait. My ambitions, you got to wait. My flesh, you got to wait. My insecurities, you got to wait. Everything waiting in 2024 when it come to God. God get VIP session. Yeah, you come right in, God. You don't, you yeah, you just come right in. You know that you know that rope that they they pull back over cuz and they they let you sit out there. That's what you need to do with the, with all the sin in your life. Put that red rope right in front of it and make it wait. And and, and have it just looking. Like when y'all going to let me in? Not right now. It's too packed with God. It's too packed with God. It's too packed with righteousness. It's too packed with holiness. It's too packed with discipline. So I'll send you right outside in the line, in the cold, too. Yeah. In the cold. I'm and, and look, I'm just saying, if you go let sin in, I mean, make it pay. I, some of y'all just letting sin in and today. It ain't even worth it. I'm serious. Some of y'all been with sin too long. And it, I mean, is it worth it? Is it really worth it? Ask yourself that this, this, the, the sin that's making you not fully commit to God, and you know what it is, God, the Holy Spirit telling you right now, that sin that's making you really not commit to God, is it really worth it? I'm just letting you, I'm just letting you, you know, deal with it.
It's not. Some of y'all acting like the devil is offering you the kingdom of the world. He's not. He's not offering you anything like that. So why are you bowing down to him? Has he offered you a billion dollars? Has he offered you? You're not in the Illuminati. I can see if you're in the Illuminati. I get it because they get things. What, what, but what are you really getting? So I'm, I'm asking you, man, make a wise decision, my brother. Make a wise decision. Wise decision. Because that's how the elders got to live. When... When you become 40, 50, 60, can the young people look at your life and say, that's what I aspire to be like? That's what I, that, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way she talk, the way she treat people, the way she smile, the way she just grace through the room, her peaceful spirit, her calm spirit, the way she talk. I want the young ladies to look at you like that, my sister. My brothers, they need to look at you like that. Period. They don't need to cut on the TV and say that's who they aspire to be like. They can, they can reach out and touch you and say, this is who I want to be like. They can pick up the phone and call somebody or they who they admire to be like. They can look down the street the person they are mind to be like is in a community, in a church. That can be you. That can be you. And you can start becoming that right now. A simple prayer to God and tell him, God, hey, I want to become a testimony for somebody. And he'll begin to make that happen for you. Let me keep moving the group. I'm, we just go do uh Titus one, okay? And we ain't gonna do too much. I'm gonna go ahead and get through. All right. Uh, I hope everybody eating good. And, you know, I hope you be able to take a paper plate home and, and chew on this some more when you go home. What was that? Where was that? Mm, oh, okay. Verse nine, my brothers and sisters. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. Man, you gonna have to have a strong belief in this gospel. You can't be wavering because you hear some deep stuff on your timeline because some conscious brother or sister come through and tell you something about Egypt and you already question if, if Jesus is real. What? You're going to have to have a strong belief. Some of y'all, y'all taking trip, trips to Africa and coming back denying the faith. What's wrong with you? Uh-uh, no, what's no? We're not finna do that. You you doing sage now? No, we're not doing that. You're gonna have to have a strong belief in 2024 when it comes to Jesus. Let me say that name again. Jesus. Not no higher energy, higher power, the man upstairs. I don't know all these different guys and idols we out here talking about. I don't know nothing about that. I don't even want to talk to them. You're going to have to have a strong belief in Jesus Christ, period. And you're going to have to let people know. 
I believe in God. What God? Yeah, you got to start asking. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all with people, just because they said, well, I believe in God. Uh-uh. What God you talking about? Before you, before I give you a key, what God? Uh-uh. Before you can drive my, uh-uh. What, what God you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about just, you know, God. You know? I don't feel like I need to go through some, uh-uh. When you hear that, my sisters, listen to me. Because I deal with a bunch of brothers in jail who talk like this. Man, I feel like I don't have to go through nobody to get to God. I already know. Uh-uh, he lost. He already talking that foolishness. Mm-hmm. What you mean? My brothers, If I don't care how fine she is. If she talking some higher energy power, uh-uh. Mm-mm. You're going to have to be strong in your belief. I don't care who coming. I don't care what they offering. Them vacations may have to wait. You you may have to just save up some money to go on your own vacation. Mm-hmm. You may have to get them tires by yourself, baby. <laughs> uh-huh. You might have to, because uh, I, I can't be affiliated. I can't be connected with people who not 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 walking like me right now. I can't. I got too much. I'm, I'm getting older. My knees hurting. My back is popping. I can't. Not right now. Not right now. Not right now. Tell somebody say not right now. Not right now. I can't. You know, my I got toothaches now. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if the teeth go be there. You know, I don't know if they go pull it. I, I just can't. I'm I'm asking God for some things in 2024. Help me, God. You know, trying to figure out some things. So what do you believe in? Who? Uh, what you say? Who you believe? Matter of fact, when some of y'all, when we get off this phone, when we get off this uh podcast, you need to call some people. You've been dealing with people. You don't even know who they believe in. You just <clears throat> keep moving. Okay, my brothers and sisters, come on. Stay with me. Ride with me. We only got a couple of scriptures. God lead. Some of y'all talking about when he gonna be done. It's almost done. God, oh. Okay, let's keep on moving and grooving. Oh, verse 10, right? Titus 1, verse 10. For there are many rebellious people who engage in useless talk and deceive others. Ooh, take your time. That's what I'm talking about. Take your time, Pastor. For there are many rebellious people who engage in useless talk. God, listen, I, I get it. I get it. Especially to my women, I get it. Gossip is it's, it's entertaining. The tea, the tea. But we gonna have to it. We gonna have to take that hour down. Let's go ahead and bring it down to probably by thirty. Can we do that? Can we start working just to bring it down to thirty? Gossip for thirty and say, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. I didn't. I told. Uh. Uh. Let me let me gossip for thirty and then probably go read the word for thirty. Let's let's get it down a little bit. That's all. I'm not. Yeah. We not we not gonna for, uh, forsake the days of, of small beginnings. Nah, we not go we not go talk down on small beginnings. So if you gossiping two hours out the day, let's go. Let's try to get it down to one forty five. That's all I'm asking. Can can we get one forty five for God? And that extra fifteen, let's go ahead and just read. You know, John. So because God is saying that useless talk, what it begins to do, it deceives you. To thinking you're better than whoever you're talking about. You understand what I'm saying? 
it begins to de deceive the mind when we have useless talk. Because one thing we got to understand, because it's in the word of God, you know, he say he going to judge all these idle words. We, we can't forget about that. Yeah, them idle words, man. Yeah, they, they, they take too much time out of our life. Our words mean something. See, it costs me to talk like this. That's why I don't talk too much. My words are too expensive to just be talking to everybody about just nothing. It costs me to talk like this. It costs me to have this power like this. So I just don't cast my conversation before the swine. My sisters, why are you talking to something that don't deserve your conversation? Crucify the loneliness, crucify the insecurities, bring that to the cross because you're wasting time and you having useless talk with somebody who don't even believe and can't even lead you to the promised land that God has for you. Come on now. We better than that. My brother, why are you having useless conversations with Jezebel? You know how you already know what they do to prophets. Yeah, you better ask your boy Ahab. They slain prophets. Yeah, they, they have the prophets going high. They have prophets high. You be like, I thought that I thought he was with God. <laughs> I thought he was preaching. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. This is especially true. Of those who insist on circumcision for salvation, they must be silent because they are turning whole families away from the truth by their false teaching. That's what's going on in our society, man. Whole families are turning away from Jesus right now. Whole families. It starts with probably the father. The woman follows. And you already know, then the kids gonna be able to do what they want to do. Man, we got whole families in our societies, man, walking without God, going through life without God. That cannot be you. It just can't. For even one of their own men, a prophet from Creed, has said about them, the people, I'm going to say US, uh, USA. People of the United States are all liars, cruel animals, and lazy gluttons. Mm -mm, we can't have that. I don't want that affiliated with my name. I don't want that. But that's what rebellions and people who engage in useless talks, that's what their re reputation began to be. Mm -hmm. This is true. So reprimand them sternly to make them strong in the faith. That's what this word come to do. Sometimes it got to reprimand. You got to put you in check. It got to correct you. It got to rebuke you. Stop going to these uh, uh, people in churches that ain't correcting you. You need some people that's going to correct you. 
put you in your place, let you know, uh, uh, sit down. You ain't playing. You're not playing this. No, nah, not this Sunday. You can't play. You ain't preaching. Uh, uh not now. Anybody can get up on the altar now. Anybody can do a solo now. We need some. Hey, God is raising you guys up. So when the youth come to the church, you're going to be able to reprimand them. You're going to be able to pull that sister to the side and say, hey, baby, no, -uh, you don't. You can't wear that to the church, baby. This ain't nah, baby. This ain't uh, uh This ain't night moves. You can't wear that to the church. But you got to do that. You got to start positioning your life to let the youth know, uh-uh, you can't do that in the church. You can't do that with God, not walking with God. And have power and authority behind it when you say it. I'm going to read verse 15. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. But nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving. Because their mind and conscience are corrupted. Man, that's a scary place to be. Because you have an unbelieving heart, an unbelieving mind when it comes to the word of God. Now your mind, your conscience are corrupted. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter where you went to school at. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter where you work at. It doesn't matter where you what you drive. I don't care about how many followers you got. If your mind and conscience is corrupted to the things of the God, oh man, it's time for you to get your life right and repent. That's a terrible place to be. And the thing is, my brothers and sisters, you don't want to die like that. Some of our prayers need to just be, God, don't let me die like this. I remember I used to pray that all through my 20s. Oh, my God. I swear, you guys, I used to pray that so I used to be like, God, please don't let me die like this. I know I'm I know I'm not right, God. Just don't let me die like this. I ain't used to ask him for nothing. I used to be like, God, don't let me die like this. And he is faithful that he didn't let me die like that. Praise God. And I'm walking in, in, in things that I never dreamed that I'd be walking in. And that's and that's the truth, my brothers and sisters. Some of y'all, you may be in something right now. Man, just cry out to God and say, God, I don't know how to do it. I've been dealing with this for the past year, past two years, past three years, some 50 years, matter of fact. But don't let me die like this. I don't, I'm not asking for nothing, God. I'm just asking you, man, don't let me die like this. I can't die in this, in this relationship. I can't die with this addiction. I can't die with this mindset. I can't die with this corruption all in me. I can't die with this foul thinking and this foul mouth and all this gossip. I be. I don't want to die like this, God. I don't want to meet you like this. Nah, I don't want to do that. And God don't want you to die like that. That's why he sent this fool to talk to you tonight and say, repent. Why? So you won't die like that. Verse 16 such people claim they know God. He what people? The people with corrupted minds, terrible conscience. They claim they know God. 
They claim they got a relationship with God, but they deny him, not with their mouths, my brothers, not with their Instagram posts. They deny them by the way they live. He said, you deny me by the way you live, by the way you moving, by the way you talking, by the way you act. Just like a person may say they married to a woman or married to a, 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 a man. But the way they be moving when they step outside their house. It don't seem like you married. You may say. I'm sure you ladies that ran across some brothers like that. He's saying he married, but the way he living, you like it don't seem like you married. And God say there's some people right now, there's some people in my church, there's some people in positions and ministries that saying they believe in me, but when I look at their life, it don't seem like it. Yeah, the lip service is cool. He said these people praise me with their mouths, but he said their hearts are far away from me. They deny him by the way they live. They are disobedient and worthless for doing anything good. You know, guys sometimes used to just say some, uh, yeah, you know, tough things in this word. I used to be like, oh, wait. You guys took almost an hour and 10 minutes to listen to the word of God. You on the way. It talks about in the word, when you speak the word of them, man, you begin to become clean. Yeah, some of y'all been dirty. This week, you've been having a dirty week. And I'm telling you, the fact that you just sit up under this word, it's like you just went through a car wash. You just sit there, you know, that car wash, when you just sit there and you just go through, that's what just happened. And you just got all that dirt up off you. And now you go go back out there in the world. But look, you got to continue to clean yourself. Stop going months and weeks and years without getting in the God, God's presence. This can't you can't do that in the 2024. The persecution and the trials and tribulation that's going to face America and the pressure that's going to come over America. Oh, you're going to have to be strong in your faith in order to withstand what's coming. Believers are going to be tested. And I'm telling you, if you stay in the word of God, get up under some sound doctrine, man, you're going to come out like fine gold, pure gold, shining. And guess what? People going to notice it too. Yeah, you ain't gonna have to wear no jury, no jury, excuse me, to shine when you come out that fire that God gonna put you in. Blessed be his name. Yes, sir. Man, I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? You know, I was just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America. I'm still yelling repent in 2024. And I'm gonna keep yelling it until God sent me home. Before you leave, man, go ahead and tell everybody bye. I love y'all. Keep your head up. 2024. It's God's time. Let's go.